Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Third Eye Hitter, uh, Blake Lockhart, uh, the person you don't associate with <laughs> or talk about. Anyways, here we are. Uh, so, ah, oh, man, I'm a little, what's the word? <laughs> I'm a little upset. I recorded already and uh, I thought I was recording, excuse me, and wasn't. So, um, I had a good rant. I had a good start to this podcast. I'm going to have to try to start over again. So welcome to the show. Um, I was talking about Kanye West and you know, he reminds me of Britney Spears. And what do I mean by that? I think Kanye, since he's back on Instagram away from King Kardashian, he's kind of freed himself up a little bit and, um, he's, shooting from the hip on Instagram and I love it. I love seeing Kanye uh, have fun and take shots at Pete Davidson, you know, the calendar. He's taking on the calendar. That's what I was talking about. He said uh, February, uh, hey, forget Black History Month, it's Black Future Month. And I agree with him on that. And here's why. I think the left, and this is my talking point that I said might give me cancels, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, the left needs Black History Month because the left needs uh, the narrative and optics to be on slavery as long as slavery is associated with white-on-black slavery in America from uh, the uh, beginning or establishment of this country <clears throat> all the way up until slavery, uh, <laughs> slavery excuse me, uh, was abolished so to speak, uh, and what was that, 1867, with the Emancipation Proclamation, but we all know, if you really know, they never got rid of slavery, and that's the important part of my discussion here, is that uh, it's very, I think, important for the left and the right paradigm to keep the discussion of slavery, and you know what, I'm focused on the left, let's say this, the right wants you to focus and think about slavery in terms of uh, that time period too. I think both sides do. I don't think the majority of the American population does, but they might just due to the neuro-linguistic programming they've experienced throughout their whole life. And what do I mean by this? Wage slavery is a real thing. And abolitionists who fought against slavery in America fought against wage slavery too, which was occurring in factories and uh, was a widespread practice. For example, you could have an individual who worked at a company and got paid at company money so today imagine you work at facebook then facebook gives you facebook dollars and then you can only spend your facebook dollars at the facebook grocery store amazon might be a better example because they actually have a grocery store but so i mean that's kind of slavery right you don't you're not really ever paid you live in the company house you buy your products at the company store and you work for the company you are a company man or woman, or non-binary individual. So that's slavery. There's slavery occurring today. I think uh, wage slavery in America is rampant. I think people can't see slavery for what it is. I think they've done such a good job at dressing up some forms of slavery uh, that people today will look at someone and say, that's a choice they live in that condition. Well, is it a choice they went to a public school? Right. Or did we, did we all go to public schools? Was it a choice 
their educational upbringing uh, conditioned them to the, <laughs> a skill set mindset that is perfectly suited for a wage slavery situation of doing repetitive tasks over and over and over again. I uh, think of most jobs in America and most jobs in some sense are repetitive. Uh, but some jobs are definitely more repetitive than others. I have a personal experience of working in a factory uh, where I packed, stacked, and uh, yeah, delivered boxes of chips. So you'd uh, get the chips, bagged them up, fill them in a box, tape the box, stack the box, get more, and do that for eight hours. Standing there, bud. That's repetitive as fuck, and you got to be conditioned to do that, and only a special mind can do that. A really strong one. Uh, needless to say, I didn't last too long in that business. Um, but it was fun. It was really fun uh, to see the camaraderie at work, the factory work lifestyle, uh, why the left needs cheap labor, why the left encourages immigration to some extent. Um, because... When you, I believe, are willing to come into this country and work, you'll, you're willing to take any job. And some of the jobs we've created in America, like the one I just described for myself, is a job that can be 100% automatized, but is a 100% wage slave job that gets paid no money, right? And you trap people in that who are desperate. And mind you, this company that I worked for, uh, they multi-million dollar company and they have wage slaves stacking and packing boxes and they make tons of money and so you just think about that why are they, why are they hiring the lowest rung of quality of labor and like why was I working there that's why you tune into this show and you find out why maybe I'll tell you later why I was working at uh, a chip factory because I'm blue collar as fuck, you know? So where did we go with this? That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to bring it full circle and talk about Kanye West. And uh, man, that was a long tangential rant. But here we are, nonetheless. Um, that discussion of slavery that I just had in regards to the month of February and how the left and the paradigm and discussion of slavery relies on this month. And if they did take Kanye West's approach and focus on black future, right, I think that uh, provides more opportunities and a different outlet for establishing a goals, uh, uh, what's it called, more goals, fuck, for uh, people in the black community and allies of the black community, uh, so to speak. So my point is, I think we should totally adopt the Black Future Month ditch black history month because it's being used as a paradigm to entrap the american mindset into thinking slavery only existed into a short time space instead of allowing the discussion of slavery to expand into something far broader and uh, a real social issue that we need to tackle today um so that's my whole point and if we can't make it black future month the whole way let's at least see if we can do 50 50 all right can we do like 14 days of black history 15, 14 days of uh, black future and I'd even add a day on of the month I'd take I'd take a month off of uh any other month and I'm not I don't I don't know if some I think the LGBT has got like uh June uh I know like the Hispanic community's got May because of single de Mayo 
Irish communities probably got March. So you're going to have to figure out which one of these people. I think the Italians got July because of Julius Caesar. They also got August. Fuck, man, these Italians. And I think just people who really like numbers got October, right? And uh, and people who really like numbers got December. So you're going to have to really break it down between all these communities to figure out who wants to give a day to February. Maybe January. Well, because, you know, who knows? Um, so that's my point. Maybe 15 days of black future, 14 days of black history. Just kind of like show progression. Anyways. What are we talk about next? I just crushed that. Holy shit, I feel good about that. I came back. So although the podcast is only 10 minutes in, that's the second time I did that rant. Oh, man, feels good. So what I do uh, yesterday, um, I didn't watch the MMA fights. They probably would have been fun to watch. I watched the, what's it called? Uh, highlights so that was really cool saw some people get choked out people get beat up I was thinking about it and you know that they don't make a lot of money these fighters some do it's the same thing with the NFL or most sports right you think uh, these people come into these people many of these people come into what is considered a large sum of money for a momentary period of time. But after that large sum runs out, they have a skill set um, afterwards that is very limited in some, some ways. So the ability to recuperate that same sizable income diminishes for a lot of people. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, some fighters might make a lot of money, one fight, two fights. But after that, like, they really have to figure out how to make an income. And so you just think it's a gladiator sport for sure. You go in there and you just destroy your body for what? It's like uh, 20000 sometimes for the lowest end, I think. It's not a lot of money at all. It's very uh, interesting. But again, uh, you know, it's probably a fun thing to do to get to fight people. Something like that. So... Uh, Britney Spears, she's been posting crazy shit too. That's what I want to talk about. This really isn't a spiritual Sunday podcast. I don't, I, it, I guess it is. I'm going to make it spiritual. I'm talking about freedom and just how free Britney Spears is. She's posted two videos with like her fucking around with chocolate. The camera call quality is fucking awful. I don't know why she didn't change the lighting i don't know why she like what the hell it's some mk ultra type mind shit she's like trying to give us some signals drawing some shit in the chocolate like help me i can't understand any of it and uh, i left a comment like whoa, 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 help me out what's going on Brittany? why are you playing with chocolate why you sound so funny when you do it's a really uncomfortable two videos. I'm, they'll be on the internet forever. If you can't find them on our Instagram now, just I would search Britney Spears finger chocolate. Oh boy. It is weird, man. And the mental breakdown of some of these, uh, you know, she was MK ultra and, uh, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. Um, I want to talk about this. The, so I know there's smart people out there, right? 
really smart people, like lawyers, doctors, people who make money, right? And um, I'm going to talk about the fucking pandemic again, damn it. <laughs> That's just the way my mind works. That's just the way my mind works, Bubba, right? Um, so, I and maybe it doesn't even have to be about the pandemic. It's just the way a lot of smart people think. And so... I've noticed this and it's fascinating. And I wonder if it's because, and I used to have this same rigid mindset. I swear to God about a lot of things. And then I did mushrooms and I smoked a lot of pot and I chilled out, man. I really opened my, my mind and I opened up my third eye here, bro. I swear to God, I chilled out and I started to consider more viewpoints than mine somehow. I really did. And I really let go of my point of view on a lot of issues. <laughs> on a ton of things. I used to I used to be someone who was, you know, oh, I'll tell you exactly. Here's a Republican. I want to vote for this guy. I believe in this system. Uh just and if you disagreed with me, you were fucking wrong. Like you were and you were an idiot and you didn't look at the data or you just didn't read enough books, whatever. Um, like most people are, uh, on the left and the right about their team, people are very team oriented. Um, so like this whole thing with that's going on in the world, the, the adherence to, uh, the science ideology and the lack of, um, awareness of being so invested into a belief system that you can't detach from it is shocking to me. Um, and I ask myself, am I in the same camp as that? But on the other side, a lot of people would say, yes, I say no. Uh, because a lot of times when I think you talk about somebody, the left or the right, they think just because you're talking about them, that means you're on the other side. Like, for example, how can you criticize a, a group if you're a part of it? Well, maybe I am a part of the left on some issues, right? Um, I certainly am. And I think what people aren't accustomed to anymore in this country is criticism, right? Real criticism. And like, maybe it's not constructive. Maybe it's just criticism. Or maybe, you know, people just giving you an adjustment check. And you saying, I don't listen. And you see this in kids now. It seems as though like, I don't know, man, the youth, everybody blames the youth or you're seeing the fault of the youth and everything. Because I think you blame the youth because you know their parents are your peers. And you're like, my, my peers are fucking idiots. So their kids and these kids are dummies. Maybe that's what people do is uh, you start blaming the youth when you know the people causing the problems are their parents and their parents are your peers, but you can't say it's my group that's fucking shit up. <laughs> These damn kids. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just rattling off shit. I'm just trying to keep this show going on the road. It's my Sunday show. Where's the spirituality in that? The spirituality is this talking about scientism and be, any, anybody who's deeply invested into their leftism, rightism, uh, anti-ism, conspiracyism, right? Like when you are too much of one thing, 
uh, you'll never see the whole picture, right? If you're, if you're looking this way, you're not going to see that way. Um, and I think some people refuse to move their point of view and say, you know what? Let me try to see what it feels like to be someone who thinks like you. Um, and they can't do that. And I don't know if it's a gift I have, right? Or if it's easy for me to think that way about certain issues. I'm like, you know what? I could totally be a fucking idiot. Let me try to see what looks from your side. <laughs> it's easy. Because um, I've been wrong so many times. And I understand that the things people have told me who ha and have helped me have really improved my life. So I'm more than willing, as someone who's learned as much as I have, to accept somebody else's offer of a point of view. And I think that is also why Joe Rogan is so appealing to so many people is because he's providing an opportunity for you. I would My analogy is like uh, Lord of the Rings. There's a looking glass, right? And there's a different point of view, and he's allowing you to look into it, right, without being a part of anything, right? It's risk-free to listen to a Joe Rogan podcast. And because it's risk-free, it changes people's minds. And, the, and there's no moment time and place where you can look at someone while they're listening to the joe rogan podcast and understand that oh my god their point of view just changed about this huge issue that's deciding the shape of america um and that's what happens when i think you're actually true and free open-minded and spiritually you can look at something and a conversation a point of view um information data if you will and say, you know what, I know I've been looking at it this way for so long, but after seeing this, I'm going to turn around and look at it the other way, just for a moment, just for a moment, maybe to see if it's more comfortable. Um, and I feel like I'm able to do that on several issues. And, so, and, you know, maybe on this issue as well, I have several times turned around and addressed some of my misconceptions. So... I think it's a natural learning process to adopt the other point of view, to improve your own understanding of the situation. It seems logical that most people would do that just to benefit of the extra data, whether it's wrong or right. Like what, if you know what your opponent thinks and how they think it and why they think it, how much stronger does that make you in constructing your own belief system, if that's what you're doing? But people won't do it. Hey, you're supposed to. It's like an assignment. Hey, you're supposed to understand what. Uh, here's the assignment. The assignment is. You have a, a presentation and the other group has a presentation and um, you're for it. They're against it. And the teacher says, I have a. I have a write out of all their arguments. Do you want it? Do you want to read it and try to understand it? And you say, no, they don't know anything keep it that's how i feel like a lot of people are no i don't i don't need to understand why they think they are they're idiots they're dummies and so for me it's a little interesting when it comes to that and i'm 21 minutes in i am super stoked about that um man so that's what i'm thinking about right now uh just how people are so rigid in their belief systems. Um, I'll, I'll say this too. 
you ever notice like uh, when people leave things, they they never really leave them. Sometimes, right? Uh, people can leave a relationship and never stop talking about it. People can leave a state and be, you know, I moved here from California. California's greatest. Blah 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 blah. People can um, leave a religion and still only talk about the religion, right? People can. Uh, leave a political party and only talk about how shitty that other political party is now and how good their political party is. Um, people can leave a diet like I stopped eating fast food. I stopped doing this. And that's all they fucking talk about. You know, people leave lots of things, but never leave it alone. Really. They just keep fucking talking about it. Like someone who recently quit something. Hey, I quit uh, drinking alcohol. Like, Yeah, nice, dude. Hey, I quit, I quit using tobacco. Great. Dude. Did you, or, you know, cause you're still talking about it. You're still, you're still talking about this relationship. Just don't anymore. Ignore it. Cut it off. <laughs> so, uh, what was I even bringing up by talking about that issue? That's what some people do, right? Uh, they don't really ever leave things. Um, and that's me in the conversation with the pandemic. For some reason, I think this fucking thing's over, but I don't, I can't stop talking about it. And I think, why can't I stop talking about it? It's because it's the biggest thing that ever happened into my life. It changed more people. It changed the paradigm of this fucking country and world so fucking much. And I was right in some sense about some things from the beginning. And I could be wrong about the things I'm right about now, and I have no problem about that, but I'm just saying I felt from the beginning the lockdowns were bullshit. Well, looks like they were, right? John Hopkins, whatever that fucking thing that came out, look it up. And that pissed me off. That pissed me off that all of our freedoms were taken away and nobody did anything, me included. (laughs) And my freedoms weren't explicitly taken away, but a lot of people's freedoms were. And what I mean by that is like right to work. I think everybody has a right to work, but, and then there's going to be so many people who say so many things about, uh, well, there's lots of precedences to employment. All right. There's no precedent to your health in the matter of this though, right? Like remember AIDS, nobody said you needed an AIDS test before you got a job here. Did they? Right. No, but no school system said before you work in front of 30 kids in your classroom, teacher, you need to make we we all need to make sure you're you're not AIDS positive. Right. So my point is, there's never been a precedent, something like this that's happened before where someone's job relied on them making a health choice. If I mean, think about that. If companies in America required you to be healthy in any capacity, like you can't have hepatitis B, you can't have chlamydia, you can't have this, 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 because those are all transmissible as well. You can't have mumps or measles. Um, we've got to check your vaccine things for that too, right? Those are transmissible disease. Why is there? Why is it only the flu and the flu, this one type of variant, right? It's very flu-like. Um, the only one that's mandatory. Out of this whole gambit of disease and infectious life, why isn't obesity like, oh, you're, I know you want to work for this company, but sorry, bud, we need healthy people here and your body mass index is a little bit elevated. Oh, wait, remember in America, a high body mass index is not an indication of 
poor good health because young, healthy, skinny people die all the time randomly. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Here we are. I'm talking about the pandemic again, and I can't get out of this hole. I don't know what else to talk about in the morning. When I wake up, for some reason, the first thing I want to bitch about, and this is basically it, is the pandemic. Ah, I can't get over it. I'm the person who can't, you know, I just can't leave this relationship alone. And I know so many people are worn out about this topic. I'm not. I wake up, I'm still upset. Still bothered they took our rights in a lot of ways. Still bothered this charade's going on. Still bothered half, hey, I can't go to LA. I can't go to New York. Because I ain't got my vaccine passport. Right? I can't go in my own country to certain places that my family's from. That's crazy. Right? The restriction in travel and freedoms is nuts. Um, Well, you can actually go there, Chance, but... You just can't go into all the stores, restaurants, places your uh, family has a history and heritage and connection to. Really? That's fucking nuts, dude. And (laughs) it's because I didn't take this product by this publicly traded stock company who's been charged and uh, successfully uh, convicted of felonies, multiple I mean, what's going on? And so I just get, I mean, I i get fired up about this in the morning, man. I don't know why I'm so upset about this fucking pandemic, dude. Fuck, man. Nothing spiritual about that. But th- this is my point, dude. I can't stop talking about it. So I think maybe I just got to get rid of it on this fucking podcast. And then I'll fucking, like, why don't you talk about the Super Bowl? I don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl, dude. I mean, the world's changing, right? And then they're lining up World War Three with Ukraine right now, dude. And everybody is like, just talk about shit that doesn't matter. What? What? I mean, I don't even really, do I read the news or am I just aware? Like, you don't need to read the news to know about COVID anymore because it's not going away in some ways. You know what I mean? The fight against the potential for them to impose those restrictions and lockdowns never ends now. Like, they just hit you with a fucking stick, dog. And now you got to be on alert, right? They said, whack, no freedoms. Whack, don't go to church. Whack, no work. And you're just like, ah, Jesus Christ. And you just want to chill now? Man, no way, dude. I feel like they can just come back any day and just yank their chain do what they want with the with the public. Send us to war. It just feels like, I don't know, man. How many people are bootlicking the fucking country and these corporations is disgusting, dude. It's disgusting how many people trust this system and all the companies. Like, I don't. You lose a little bit of faith in, you know, that. And it's this idea of idol worship and belief in something bigger than themselves, right? Like they can't handle this information. I'm sure this is true in some instances, but like, oh, I got I got something in the podcast I'm saving. This is going to probably be one of my best podcasts because I got a really cool story. I have a really cool story later that's not about the pandemic at all. It's actually about a little bit Greek mythology. Fuck, man. I'm sitting on this, gosh, thing. Sitting on the dining chair. This is my computer chair, man. Just my dining chair, dude. Brought it down. I just seemed to color match, you know? 
Actually, it's the only chair I have for computer right now. Essentially. And it's making my fucking legs go numb. Damn. I don't know what that's mean. What that means for me, dude. <sighs> Poor circulation. Maybe I'm sitting too long in this, sh- this chair. It's not shitty. It's a nice chair. But what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, dude. Of course. The only thing I ever talk about. Pandemic. Bootlicking people. People who support the country and the government without fucking thinking. Um, man. How do you wake them up? And it's funny. I always thought this. There's two ways to know the government's fucking you over. You have to be born really poor. Because then it's obvious, right? If you're born in poverty, if you're born in certain situations, it's quite evident the government doesn't really give a flying fuck about you. Right? Left or right. Because you're, hey, you're in a terrible situation and it doesn't change day to day. Nothing really changes when uh, you live in squalor, right? Uh, the food doesn't change. The environment doesn't change. Like, it's the same thing every day. It's like Groundhog Day. So the idea that the government's looking out for you, pff, hey, no fuck. No, no, they're not. And so my point is the only other way to find out the government's not looking out after you is to become really educated on the subject and find out like, oh, you most people know about Vietnam, but do you know about Gulf of Tonkin? Do you know how that mother, do you know how that rolled out? Do you know how we were lied to? And we sent 18-year-old boys to die in war? Our government did that? 18 to 26, I believe, is the draft age. But still, think about that. Your sons? Your your kid? They just said, hey, there's this really dangerous uh, intellectual virus. It's called communism, and it's happening over across the ocean. And if... Uh, if we don't send your 18-year-old son out to go fight this uh, thing called communism, uh, I think the, the concept of America you know might change. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on? This is something equivalent to me, right, in my mind, where the government <clears throat> has stepped so far out of their reach, out of their pocket, that Americans need to s- smack them back. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't touch our freedoms. Uh, not smacking back, but, you know, what are you, what's the, what's the polite term in the analogy? Like, hey, please don't do that again, sir. Please don't take away my freedoms. I really enjoy those. And people say, what freedoms did they take away? Huh? Here's a fucking freedom they took away of mine. They put caution tape all around the fucking parks in my neighborhood. I couldn't go to one fucking park. My kid couldn't go to one, and I'm me. I couldn't take my kid to one park. Are you fucking kidding me? What? This virus chills at parks like a weird, creepy, you know, like stranger, uh, someone you don't like at all around your kids. I won't even say the name. Like Kanye won't say who, you know, you know who. Man. Oh, man, we are 33 minutes in this podcast. Life is pretty good. I don't, sorry, I left that up. That's visually distracting. I don't even know if you're watching. If you're watching, why? I imagine most people are listening. But uh, here we are. Where am I? Uh, So I got to really, I'll go into it. One moment. This is going to probably be one of the coolest parts of the podcast. Uh, If anybody enjoys this segment, 
let me know. I'm going to take a sip of my drink and then we'll go right into it. So recently in Georgia, let me pull something up for you. Um, I got to do a little bit of research. Um, hey, I know my keyboard typing is a little bit loud right now. Uh, Georgia, watch this. Um, ooh, uh, there, so sorry guys, I'm, this is bad timing. Let me keep talking. Uh, so there's a deer that was recently killed by, um, I was in Alabama. Check this shit out. So this is very this is a very fascinating article. Alabama deer hunters surprised to find an eight point doe. Right? Back in an eight point buck is and if you're listening, I'm reading a news article right now of these fucking animal killers. <laughs> these spirit deniers, soul takers, uh whatever else you might call them. Here it is. Bagging an eight-point buck is a respectable accomplishment in Alabama deer hunting, but nothing terribly unusual. Bringing down an eight-point doe is a different matter. According to uh, this website, run by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, uh, that's just what happened during a recent hunt in West Central Alabama. According to the story by Dave Rayner, the deer was shot in Sumter County on a hunt sponsored by Equip Ministries. That's a church. <laughs> hey, we're going hunting. Uh, we're holding fun, uh, which holds fundraising hunts for its substance abuse prevention. God bless him, man. Church, church doing good work through hunting. Matt Kelly of the ministry said that the deer was among five bucks shot during the hunt, or so the group thought. Uh, the guy shot thought it. Uh, oh man, sorry guys. Let me gather myself. I'm reading like shit right now. The guy who shot it was starting to skin it and said. Boys, this is a doe, Kelly said. Despite its antlers, the deer had no visible male reproductive organs, only female. In a video on Equip Ministries' Facebook, Dobbs displays the animal as Kelly says, Y'all, he has killed a stud of a doe. <laughs> Man, so what's crazy about this story, right? As soon as I heard this story, I said, Oh my God, this sounds like some fucking Greek mythology. No way. No way. Is this a Greek mythology? Syrian hind. Okay, I spelled it wrong. So this is um this is actually the Greek myth. This is a true story. Not a true story. It's an actual myth. Uh so here it is. The how do you pronounce this? Hmm. I wish I could read really well. Cernian, Cernian, uh, Cernian. Okay, I'm gonna call it the Cernian hind. The Cernian hind. The Cernian hind. Sorry, everybody. What a podcast. Jesus. So the Cernian hind was a mythical creature that lived in Cernia, Greece and took the form of an enormous female deer, larger than a bull, with golden antlers like a stag, hooves 
of bronze or brass, a dappled hide that excelled in swiftness or foot and snorted fire to bring it back alive to uh, Eurysithius in Miocene. I can barely read Greek words, was the third labor of Hercules. So, ah, man, I know this doe didn't have gold antlers or uh, bronze or brass hooves. Or maybe it had a dappled hide. But what a cool story, right? Uh, and it hurt my heart to think that these guys might have killed the famous Cernian hind. Wow. Um, it's a legendary creature, right? And, ah, oh, man. What a strange story, right? Look at this guy. He's Hold on. Get a, get a good look at that guy, dude. Oh, my God. He's all, I just killed him. I just killed a female deer. Look how happy he is, man. He just killed a legendary creature. Breaks my heart, dude. But it's for substance abuse, so it helps my heart a little bit. Makes me happy a little bit. Makes me sad a little bit, too. Look at this. Gives me the willies to look at him, man. But he's doing the Lord's work, man. Doing the Lord's work, dude. God bless him. Jeez. Ah, man. I don't even know what to think about that. Makes me, makes me feel funny. Looking at him, killed this Cernian hind, dude. It's fucking crazy, huh? Anyways, I know is it the Cernian hind? No, it's the where was it killed? Uh, North Alabama hind. Anyway, so that's my little uh, non-pandemic rant. Uh, just thought I'd share that with everybody. It's a unique thing that happened recently in the news. Um, which you, in America, only in America does a deer get killed, and it's fucking front page news, baby. Up next, deer gets killed in America. People thought it was a boy, but it was a girl. Transgender. I know, if it's, the, the, the reason it's news, it fits so good with the headlines. I mean, what is it? Is it a boy, is it a girl? It's, it's androgynous, androgynous. It had testes, but it didn't drop. They were inside the deer. I read the article earlier. But it was a doe, man. Wow. Poof. Legendary creature. But here we are. Uh, 40 minutes in. Technically, I would be 50 minutes in, but I fucked up on recording and uh, lost the first 10 minutes of that rant um, about slavery, which is something uh, most people probably don't want to talk about. I talk about things people don't want to talk about, I realize. <laughs> so why would they want to listen? Uh, they don't. They don't listen. And they don't have to. Um, which is nice. I'm glad people... If anybody was forced to listen to this, like in North Korea, oh, man. I'd stop making it. If anybody had to listen to this as a punishment, and if it's self-induced punish, punishment, I respect it because then it's kind of like a religious thing you're doing for yourself. But if it was like if the CIA used me in interrogation rooms and they said, you have to listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you have to listen to this guy for uh, four months nonstop. The same episode. I'd stop. I'd stop right now. I'd stop making podcasts. I'd delete all my podcasts so they couldn't uh, use my podcast to torture anybody. Because uh, I'm against uh, torture. I'm against hurting people. Uh, I think the world needs to come together in some way. I'm anti-war. 
um, anti-violence, uh, anti-aggression. Um, <laughs> how many antis can you be? What are good antis? You know what I mean? Like anti-vax people are like, Ooh, you're anti-war though. Ah, What's another good? What's another bad anti? Uh, you're anti freedom, but you're ah oh, fuck man, I'm losing it. Oh, I'll have to work on that one later though. Man, it's not funny anymore. But there we go. Um, what are we gonna? What are we gonna talk about? Non-pandemic related. Oh shit. Uh-huh. So the weather's been nice. I saw a lot of chemtrails yesterday. If you were uh, watching my Instagram story, you probably noticed that. And it's shocking sometimes. People don't understand what are chemtrails. If you saw my first Instagram podcast, you know I laid it down on the chemtrails. Uh, debunking them. What do, what do I mean by that? Is uh, Chemtrails are also known as geoengineering. Geoengineering is the process of dispersing chemical agents either from the ground or from the air to uh, alter the weather, which is a real thing. Our government does it. Uh, the state of Utah has a cloud seeding program. So I saw those cloud seeders to yesterday and they were spraying clouds all over the damn Utah Valley. And it's shocking where people... Um, it is wild that uh, chemtrails aren't just widely accepted because it's something we can all look outside and agree on. It's something that's in the law, right? Our government admits to doing it, but the propaganda is so fucking strong for people to be anti-conspiracy theorists <laughs> that you could show them the law. Hey, here's where they say cloud seeding was established in 1952 or whatever in the in U the state of Utah. You can point to the plan and say, see that fucking trail and how the cam the chemical of it widens and becomes almost cloud like. Um, and see that other plane how it it has a trail but then it quickly dissipates, right? Because there's obviously some commercial flights in the sky that don't do it. Um, and yesterday was a great example of that. Um, there was clearly planes leaving trails and clearly planes not leaving trails. And there were clearly planes flying in goofy ass patterns and from airports that I know of. So it's like the Heber Valley airport to the Provo airport. So they have these little small planes. These aren't like jets. They're just, you know, high flying, probably one, two, maybe they're propeller props. I don't know. I don't think they're fucking private, super fast jets, but they're spraying shit all over Utah. And all over the country, too. And people are like, what do you mean, chemtrails? What are you, stupid? You believe in chemtrails? <laughs> like another one people don't believe in. Here's another one. They take candy. Hey, you know all that extra candy? You know where it goes, right? It goes to animal feed. You know, all I talked about this last episode, candy holidays. Where does that candy go to? 
It goes to animal feed if it's not sold or if it's uh, misprocessed, mismanaged. You know where all the bags of chips go in a factory if they touch the ground or they're not made correctly? It goes to animal feed, my dude. It's fucking disgusting sometimes. When I think about the animal feed, we... Oh, boy, it's hard to think about, dude. It's hard to think about the animal feed some of the animals eat. It's candy, it's potato chips, and you think to yourself, like, what the fuck's going on in this country? Why are people getting so sick? Why is obesity such a problem? Why are more? Why are people more worried about their neighbor when their health is impacted by the flu rather than when their health is being impacted by major corporations profiting off of high sugar uh, corn syrup and other fucking terrible products that are making our health fucking absolutely terrible? Where's the disconnect... America, you think about it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't care about grandma. Motherfucker, what are you talking about, dude? You've never cared about anyone's fucking health. You've been letting everybody fucking eat this shit. Diet, like, what's going on? Nobody really cares about anybody, and I'm sick of this fucking pretending about, like, we care about your health. Nobody gives a fuck about anybody's health, dude. You see people mean mugging in their scooters 500 pounds. Like, you're not like, hey, can I help you? Maybe think you don't all of a sudden turn into a missionary for like making lifestyle choices, do you? Do you walk up into someone who's severely obese and walk up and say, hey, you know, if you just change a few things, your life might be totally different and you could really uh, make the world a better place. No, you shut the fuck up. You stay in your square. You move on. You see people shooting up heroin on the side of the road because they're homeless. Do you stop them and say, I don't know if that's a great health choice. You're probably sharing needles and uh, spreading communicable diseases, but that's totally not appropriate. You're killing my grandma. No, you don't do nothing about those problems. And it's shocking where people like die on hills. Oh, man. It's so crazy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This podcast is utterly, uh, whatever, man. Don't even know what it is, dude. This was not spiritual today. This was some aggressive stuff. I had to get off my chest, I guess. <laughs> man, it's nothing. It's this, this whole show. It's shocking. <laughs> to say the least, it doesn't make sense when I talk about, man, uh, so lately uh, in my life, dude, I've been uh, going to the rec center. Rec centers are, sh- I've already talked about the fucking rec center. I talk about the same shit. Fuck. Uh, talked about, I talked about chemtrails, same shit. Syrian High was nice. If you like that part of the show, I appreciate that. A little bit of the mythology for you. Um, well,. You know, I think about the podcast name sometimes, Third Eye Hitter. What's that about? I don't know, man. Just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling, dude. Uh, the best part about this podcast is just saying what I want, doing what I want. Uh, that's it, dude. This is so fun. I don't know why, man. It's hard to do. It's very difficult for me to even think this is like... Uh, Fun. 
No, but it is fun. I mean, like a good idea or like what? I mean, people have outcomes, right? Uh, I think the end outcome is what I want every time, which is just like chilling. But, you know, here I am, 49 minutes in, chilling. Pretty relaxed. Um, looking forward to the future. Oh, I'll talk about this. I got a new book. First anime book, manga book I ever bought, Akira. And the reason I bought it was, uh, and I started reading it, um, Kanye West posted. This is a nice a callback. Kanye Wasted posted a thing about his dysfunctional relationship with Kim Kardashian. And he said, I was just trying to get my Akira books. I'm like, what the fuck's he reading? So I look it up. I'm like, All right, got to read it. Got to figure out what Kanye knows. So um, that's that, man. Uh, pretty. I started reading it last night. It's pretty good. I mean, I've. it's hard to. I mean, it's not hard, but. The whole anime reading style, comic book thing. I've never really done it. <laughs> but it's fun, man. I do feel a bit nerdy. You know what I mean? Like, am I the thing that gets mocked sometimes that I enjoy the mocking of? I'm sure I am, right? Because it's fun to laugh at yourself. So I guess i tried watching an anime last night too like what's this anime stuff about dude is kanye is is kanye west hip does kanye west know what he's talking about uh (laughs) kanye west what a good guy honestly um not easy being the number one at anything that's for sure i'll tell you this it's very easy being the last at something uh last in the charts of podcasting that should be the show. Uh, uh, but it's fun. So I'm 51 minutes in. I always try to keep this. Ooh, chills, man. Ah, short. Like under 60 minutes. And I got a song now that's six minutes long as natural, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm using all the time now. Uh, but, ah, uh, man. Anything else I want to talk about before the day goes? Who do I got? Bengals. I got the orange football team. I got the one that's orange. Um, who else? Anything else to talk about? No. I'm anti-slavery 100%. Just so this segment's clear. Willing to discuss all manifestations of slavery. And I'm against all forms of it. I'm 100% anti-slavery. Oh, you're anti-slavery? That's good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the whole joke. Oh, you're anti-slavery? Awesome. Yeah, big time, bud. For sure. Um, anti, anti being told what to do. You know, it's. I think everybody should have a little bit more freedom in life. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I think people should have the ability to work without being compelled to take. <laughs> A product that's under emergency youth use authorization that's currently two years old to fight a, a variant that's changing week to week. You know what I mean? How how viable is that? That will never make sense to me. And I'm talking about it again. This podcast. 
man, I'm just going to name it. Third Eye Hitter, also known as the podcast where he talks about the fucking pandemic every morning. Until he doesn't, until I stop talking about it. I'll, eventually, I'll, be, I'll feel like I've said my piece. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just hate it. But I'm happy. Oh, Nevada got their masks off. I'm done talking about it. What am I going to talk about? I'm just going to say thanks for watching the show. If you're watching, I'm going to end it. I'm 54 minutes in. God bless you. Uh, appreciate everybody who's not watching too. I'm glad nobody's being forced to watch this. Um, and if the CIA is being using this as a torture method, I'm against torture 100%. Um, I would never want that. Uh, it would make me sad. That's <laughs> torture doing it. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. And we're playing uh, my outro. And again, everybody, uh, have a happy Sunday. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other nice things to say, but God bless you. What day is it? The 13th. February 13th. Have a great 13th of February. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hare Krishna. That's what I was going to say. Hare Krishna.